Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for our discussion on 5G cellular communications. My name is Mondo McHale. I'm your moderator. I'm with AD Link Technology. I'm the Services and Solutions Architect for North America. With me today, I'm honored to have Wei Young Po, who goes by WY. He's a very exciting guest today. He's with uh, Intel Corporation for 20 years. He's the general manager of the Ecosystem Development Organization for the Intel Network and Edge Group, and also the Network and Edge Solutions Group. WY, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me today, right? Um, Adeline being a good partner. Um, I believe today is going to be a, a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's get started. 5G. It's a big topic. Most of us, you know, while we're watching television or driving in our car, we hear commercials for 5G, you know, from Verizon, from AT&T or T-Mobile. That's how we really know 5G from what we see on TV and what we hear uh, on the radio. Can you help us understand what 5G really is as a technology and why is it so disruptive? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, 5G offers a, the next generation wireless network capability with the potential for revolutionary AI application AI extending far beyond the smartphones and other mobile devices. And we are talking about a new range of the 5G use cases and application that going to converge the connectivity, the intelligent age and the uh, Internet of Things, which known as IoT. Um, all those will going to benefit uh, everyone. And 5G will unlock the opportunity um, across IoT broadband services, edge computing, connectivity, and also unleash the AI. Um, and this go way beyond just the classic uh, cell phone that we, uh, or smartphone today that we are very familiar with. Um, if I just quickly go through some of the examples here, we're talking about harnessing the, the power of the IoT, whereby 5G promise the low latency and high network capacity that will help to um, a bring the high massive a, um, a volume of the IoT devices and the expansion as well, and almost giving the devices near to real-time capability to sense and respond, right? And this is a natural um, pairing between the 5G and IoT together. Um, Intel offer about 300 say, plus of the market ready solution catalogs across the different IoT use cases. And we have a, a number of those here contributed by ADLing as well. And then we do have a um, uh, the second second part of it, a, uh, which is a broadband, uh, a light health a, services. And um, all the major telco in the world today are deploying 5G network way more predictable to able to remove any of the slowdown due to the sudden usage air spike in the network. And we do have a broad ecosystem partners across the Intel network builders that um, able to offer a, a wide range of the network across abroad. And then the third piece of it will be the edge computing and the connectivity towards the distributed edge computing, whereby you don't need to move the data um, back and forth, right, from uh, between your distributed edge to your centralized data centers, which might be potentially 1,000 miles away. And 5G edge computing will become more pervasive um, to help the industry dramatically able to scale up the usage of the data and able to add on the insight required faster and instantly. This is a, a very much different as to 4G. Real quick is the, the AI, right? So applying AI of data at scale is really needed, right, to accelerate all the efficiency 
um, able to correlate the uh, the data faster uh, um, uh, between different location. And this is where 5G and AI will combine the, the superpower together and able to um, uh, enable the market things like the AI inferencing at the age, right? Able to um, yeah, train the data so yeah, um, at the age itself that requires a, um, such a massive connectivities and massive data to, to process. Um, AI will help to make it more effective. And, and lastly is this whole um, immersive experience, right? We all know cell phones or smartphones, yeah, um, their connection. It would just simply change your life. Wow. That was a lot of information. That seems really exciting. The ability to connect everyone to everything, connect all the unconnected devices. It's uh, it's wonderful to hear the intelligence that's going to be put into the network because of the services uh, being brought in by 5G's capacity. We didn't have so many things uh, like this with 4G, you know, the ultra reliable communications, high speed broadband, bringing AI right to the edge. That That's just a game changer for, for most businesses and for most people giving us services we never had before. Let me ask you, does 5G have to be implemented from a, the ground up or can it be phased in with existing 4G infrastructure? There's been billions of dollars invested with AT&T, Verizon and T-Mobile. How is 5G gonna be rolled in with such investments in the current infrastructure? Yeah, good good question. So, um, well, it, it will be a, a migration path, right? And it, it really, there will be a couple of major challenges, a, uh, um, as always, a new technology introduced to the market, right? So for 5G, among a list of the major challenges will be um, at, uh, uh, things like, for example, the, the infrastructure upgrade, um, the devices availability, the spectrum license, the range of limitation, um, the power consumption, right? It's, it's pretty much a power hungry, say, uh, archi um, uh, architectures. Um, and how to monetize the new services having invested into such a, a massive uh, um, infrastructure say, expansion, and, and especially how to sell latency, right, as a premium, right, uh, uh, rather than just selling a, um, a, a the data, say, um, um, uh, now we're talking about selling low latency, right? With with a premium price tag on top of it, right? All those are um, um, required as a challenges, right? But it is a, also the opportunity. But if we look at the the, the migration from 4G to 5G, really, um, it can break it down um, by seven options. If today is a, you look at the standard, but it might be worthwhile to just go through um, only a few types of the deployment option. If you look at 4G itself, in the 4G world, both the radio access network and call net will have to use the 4G or LTE standard. 5G will give you more flexibility in such that you're able to uh, mix and pair in the sense that combining the 4G RAM with the 5G core or 5G NR with the 4G Air EPC. But all those really, if we put down all the complexity, right, uh, put aside all the complexities, um, you can summarize it down to twofold, right? The standalone and non-standalone. Standalone will be the use cases to use only the radio access technology, uh, either uh, LTE or 5G and R, and you could combine that both control and user plane to go through the, the same RAN system, but then the deployment itself, right? You could a um, mesh that with or combine that with the uh, the 5G's core networks, right? So this will make sure that some some handover will happen, but then you'll make sure the uh, services continuity. And then the other form will be uh, non-standalone, which stand for NSA. Uh, uh, as often, uh, this this model often will 
look at a multiple radio access technology combined together uh, with the control plane, we'll go to a master node and split it across the, um, the master and secondary, but then there'll be still tight in the networking between the 4G, um, a RAN system and 5G uh, NR. So and any operators will go through a, those two models, right? Standalone and, and, and non-standalone, really depending on the schedule, depending on the uh, the existing say, a network that you need to preserve, right? Um, and the timeline that you need to go and hit, right? Um, it could be complex, it could be simple as well, uh, but the market itself a, do have a, a different solution to serve the needs. That's very interesting. It's it's good to get your perspective on how the uh, current carriers are phasing it in, how they get to still keep monetizing their 4G while they roll into their 5G investments. That uh, makes a lot of sense from what I'm what I'm hearing in the industry as well. Now, your terms for non-standalone and standalone, that really rolls into my next question, the standalone portion. Uh, there's a big buzz about private 5G and how it's going to revolutionize the factory floor, how it's going to give connectivity to disparate places that didn't have it. Can you help us understand what private 5G is and who really benefits from it? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I do agree, right? It's kind of nature of say, con uh, linked to the next topic, which is like private 5G, right? If you look at private 5G, let's uh, get down to a basic of the definition first, right? Um, private 5G is a form of the wireless uh, network technology whereby it delivers the cellular connectivity for private network use cases, right? So layman terms, right, provide a form of connectivity, right, uh, for a private usage, right? So often you're referring to businesses, a uh, enterprise, right, and so on. And um, it's not new per se because it is something that already lived um, within today's technology with the LTE, with the Wi-Fi as well. But then it is an alternative to the Wi-Fi and the um, uh, private LTE. Um, but what make it um, more promising because when you look at the 5G rollout, right, go back to my earlier say, uh, conversation, one of the challenges to roll out 5G is to consider a huge amount of the 5G small cell in order to meet the infra expansion need. In order to speed up the entire expansion as well to meet the SLA required by the vertical market, by the businesses, by the enterprise, now there's an option for the businesses and the enterprise vertical market to um, a, uh, to adopt private 5G as their connectivity say, uh, solution. Instead of like uh, continue to expand the Wi-Fi, now you have a um, the solution that come in to help you to meet your needs, but at the same time, help you to connect the unconnected uh, devices in your uh, premises, right? Often we're referring to smart manufacturing with a uh, uh, a dozen, more than a dozen, a uh, uh, thousand, hundred thousand sensors, right? Um, now we can connect that together in a very um, secure, right? Uh, and and uh, the SLA way, right? Um, and all those uh, within um, the your own say management ability, right? Which is good, and. And the other thing is the service, the service technology itself could be costly because all the license spectrum to operate. You, if you're the the big carrier, big operators, you have to purchase those spectrum, right? And you have to build a network, they have to lease it out, right? Now we're talking about the opportunity for the private sector they're able to either lease some part of that spectrum for your own usage, or some of the organization could even come in to build the their own say cellular networks, right, for private usage and this. Um, often we can refer back to uh, in US itself, like where, where we are, right? The CBRS, uh, which stand for the uh, seasons, the yeah, broadband, the yeah, radio services, right? So CBRS do have a different band, right? And this allow the um, 
private sector in US able to uh, get into this market, right, and able to serve the market needs, and especially when we're addressing the use cases like criticals real time with ultra reliability, low latency, high availability, or uh, rather you are a uh, um, uh, the non-interrupt coverage for massive number of devices, uh, but then not real time data, right? Or any any type of those usage model, um, private five G will helps you help your industry to serve the needs. Um, uh, and that that will cut across their use cases here uh, um, a in manufacturing in healthcare in robotics um, whereby the connectivity um, boost will provided by the 5g but then the other they are part of the quality assurance right streaming a uh, um, uh, the data here um, pull it out from the sensor and so on connecting the massive uh, um, IOT devices now can come together right and able to meet by the private sectors right to, to meet their own needs right so this is exciting yeah um definitely still building stage right but um now 5g offer the path to get there right um whereby it helps to simplify all the connectivity as well under one roof that is really exciting uh you know private 5g it seems like it has a, a lot of promise you don't have to start with wi-fi or an expensive cable plant in your in your facility you can set up your own private small cell give the level of connectivity service level agreements to meet all these different communication paradigms and infrastructure all you know within private 5g i i, I really enjoyed that explanation uh so many changes coming yeah let me ask you what is the time frame for 5g to become more ubiquitous and begin to play a larger role in our day-to-day -day lives yeah um this is a a, a pretty a pretty good question from time to time, the uh, uh, the, the industrial analysts, the um, uh, the tech companies is const constantly uh, updating the market data, in fact, right, to reflect the the reality that they um, um, year by year, right, um, how the industry is making progress, right. So if you look at today, um, the major deployments already out there, right. Um, today, 5G is here. Right, first at all, 5G is here, right. Um, the the deployment already rolled out by now across most of the country. And we're talking about um, um, the mix of the NSA and SA that I mentioned just now, right? It's happening across large global, say, telco operators. Um, right? Some are moving more ahead, right? Uh, towards a cloudifying the entire network um, and some are lagging. But then we're talking about uh, a majority big pocket of the uh, Western Europe, like Telefonica, DTAC, Vodafone, right? In US here, right? at and Verizon. Um, um, in Asia, record and SKT, um, three operators in China, so Singtel, and so on. Um, all those operators, they, are, they, they, they make significant progress by rolling out 5G to provide the energy coverage um, uh, nationwide. Now, the, the next wave that we see um, coming up in 2023 will be the emerging country that will pick up the pace to roll out 5G right, in order to provide coverage. Right? And we're talking about the Others here, pocket of the uh, um, Asia pack, right? We're talking about India, we're talking about uh, the uh, Eastern Europe, Latin American, and so on, um, is coming up, right? And then for the country that already rolled out 5G, the next thing to do is to look at how to expand the infra further with the 5G small cell. And this often will come along with the private 5G that we talked about just now, right? Um, that would be all the next step that need to come in in order to able to enable the use cases that able to get into um, a different a, a type of the verticals here, uh, industry, right? And different use cases has been tested out so far, 
and deploy across different verticals industry, right? Um, and we can easily point out a, a few of the use cases that already happen, like healthcare, retail, say, agriculture, say, manufacturing, logistics. Um, there, there are quite a number of um, success stories already tested out, but then um, the next thing to do is really how to um, a, unlock the business opportunity, the business value, and able to um, simplify the deployment and, and able to enable the market uh, in scale, right? Um, and this itself, yeah, we're looking at the next two to three years uh, to ramp up, right? And the market maturity will be quite different based on the nature of the geography, the nature of the country, right? The government policy, right? Uh, where government going to uh, invest more, right? Uh, to incentivize the industry as well. Um, and, and all in all, we're really looking at the next uh, two to three years that the global wise will at least um, having a, a 5G coverage. And then um, a, uh, um, a for those countries that already deployed the, uh, the 5G network, we're talking about expanding further, right? With the small cell and the, uh, the private uh, 5G. And then um, with the ecosystem going to build up uh, across the world and the use cases, right? Uh, this is where the power of the open power of the uh, ecosystem will come in to help to move the industry along with the government incentive, right? So we're going to see quite a big breakthrough, I believe, when it comes to 2025 and beyond, right? Um, it's simply the market we're going to fill up with a lot of the uh, merged AI 5G solutions. So I'm excited. The uh, industry should be excited, right? This is This is coming up. Wow, it sounds like some incredible use cases and some incredible global expansion for 5G happening at such a rapid pace. This really reminds me of the late 90s or early 2000s when the internet uh, first had its promise, you know, the buzz about the internet and all its capabilities. That took a while to ramp up, but it did touch all our lives. 5G really sounds like it's taking that to a, a, a completely different level with the cellular space and the spectrum and all the different use cases and the amount of intelligence that the network is going to contain. It's going to revolutionize the way we uh, we work, the way we uh, interact, and all the different levels of things that are connected. WI, I want to thank you so much for the, uh, for the interesting discussion. You, you're so knowledgeable. Thank you for sharing that knowledge with us. Uh, I just want to say thanks to my very esteemed guest, W.Y. from Intel, 20 years experience as a general manager. It's been a pleasure having you today. And we look forward to uh, future discussions uh, with the upcoming AD Link podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you.